The web's Michael Smith. It's episode 152 of Kane's Cast. You know what? What's that? I think it's time for a Marty party. We're long overdue for a Marty party. It's been a while, my friend. It has been a while. Too long. Too long since we had a Marty party. Too long since we had a Marty minute, too. But we've made it to December. So maybe... Are we sure? Are we sure it's still not it's, March? It's December. You could convince me it's March, but it is December. I don't believe you. Well, I don't believe me either, but that's <laughs> what the calendar says. And hey, we're presented by Stormbrew. Yes, we are. The official beer of the Carolina Hurricanes is also the presenting sponsor of Kane's Cast. Just 97 calories and 2.4 carbs per serving, Stormbrew is the perfect brew for all occasions. Absolutely. Best way to celebrate the holidays. Bring in the new year. Best way to celebrate really anything. Hey, the fact that we made it to December, let's crack open yeah. a storm brew. Get yourself a storm brew. It's crispy. It's crushable. It is a light, refreshing lager that goes, as Michael Smith said, perfect with any occasion. And you can pick up at your favorite grocery store or Costco or wherever fine beverages are sold. That's it. Storm brew. Proud sponsor of the Canes Cast. Have some. Thank you. We agree. Storm brew. Have some. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they deserve both thank you drops. I think so. Maybe even at the same time. Thank, thank you. you. Oh, Bang. nice. 2020 deserves none of those drops. No, but hey, we're almost at the end of it. Almost at the end. We can see the light at the end of the tunnel. How, if, however, the way this year is gone, I have no idea what that light is. Yeah, what if 2021 is just like... Could be a freight train coming your way. 2020 How are you? <laughs> That's no, a good song. don't do this. Don't do this. I think I don't th put this voodoo on us right now. We're almost out of this. We are. All right. As soon as that ball drops, everything's going to be better. Well, it better be. It, it's hopefully going to get better. That's the way it works, right? Like as soon as the calendar turns, things are magically better. 2020. It couldn't get worse. Well, well, I don't want to test that theory. Got 23, 24 days to test that theory. <sighs> Well, we've got hockey to discuss. Players are coming back into their towns across North America, which that's a good thing. That generally signals that there could quite possibly be hockey is nigh a chance that we could quite possibly have hockey. Tis the season, the reason for the season. So when we we talk about all of the things that need to just happen. There are still so many factors that are involved in this. But I look for signs of encouragement. And when you get players coming back into the towns where their teams are going to play, that's a sign of encouragement for me that things are moving. Now, Michael and I, even though we should be, we are not allowed in on the NHLPA and NHL discussions as to can they get a deal done to play what will be a smaller than 82-game schedule. I mean, that's, the, that's just the fact now. There's no way that there's anything close to 82 games. Yes. We hear 56 being bantered around. That's fine. I've heard 52. We've heard 50. We've heard 48, which they've used in lockout seasons before. Yeah. But the two sides they want to play, and I don't want to kind of stoke your fire here politically, but if Michael Smith and I were in the room, this thing would be over like that. Oh, yeah. We, we know that those two sides would be ready to play. Once we're on the call, things happen. Exactly. We get the ball rolling, positive momentum, and away we go. We bring storm brews and make things happen. That's it. Boom, storm brew, make things happen. Proud sponsor of Kane's Cast. Crushable and crispy. 
light refreshing lager. And you know what? We wouldn't get full on it because it's only 97 calories and 2.4 carbs. That leaves plenty of room for negotiation. Oh, yeah. All right. That might be our best commercial for them, too, by the way. With all of those cards on the table, something's going to get done between yeah. the PA and the NHL. But there's still so many other moving parts yeah. to get hockey back on the ice, Michael. And that's why we would love to tell you. I would love somebody to tell me, hey, here's the date. This is what's going to happen. This is when we're going to play. I'm still pressing on a late January, early February start. I hope I'm wrong by a couple of weeks, but that's the one that seems the most sensible to me because you can have like a, a week or two of training camp and then you get going depending on yeah. when you want to open up training camp. Yeah, I mean, we've kind of said all along that the target of January 1st seemed uh, aggressive and optimistic at best. And I get why the league wanted to target that date because the earlier the start, the more games you can play, the bigger your season can be. But from a practical standpoint, uh, you know, we're it's December 7th right now and players are just starting to arrive back in town. Jordan Martinook got into town late last week um, and has to uh, undergo a series of, of COVID tests to make sure he's negative and, and ready to get uh, back on the ice before he can join the main group. Um, and so when you look at, um, when you look at all those factors, players coming from around the world where, uh, where COVID rates are, are different in certain parts of the world, um, there has to be a, a period of time for everyone to settle in quarantine if they have to, before you can then get started with team official hockey activities. So at this point to, to have a January one start, you would almost need to start training camp next week. And and then you're going through the holidays and, and New Year's. I don't think anybody wants to do that on the team side or the PA side. Uh, so then you look at maybe January 15th, middle of January. That kind of makes more sense because then you can start up camp uh, right at the start of the new year, whether it's Jan 1 or Jan 2. Uh, and then you can have training camp for two weeks. Maybe the teams that didn't get involved in the 2014 return to play the, uh, this fall or this summer uh, can can start a little earlier uh, if they if they want to because they haven't been on the ice doing anything since since March uh, as as teams nine months for those teams I'm glad you brought that up because there's the school of thought well you know they missed that playoff so why do we need to cater to them well you've got to give that some consideration to those teams to get back on the ice and give them not necessarily an advantage because I don't know what the first week of camp is going to look like for those teams, but you've got to give them an opportunity, I think, to get on the ice before everybody else. Yeah, I just think that that would be a fair thing to do. If now those teams, maybe they have a vote and say, yeah, we want it or no, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Or it's, you know, it's an optional week in advance to where, you know, if, if players want to take advantage of, if players on those seven teams want to take advantage of it, they can, if not, they don't have to, maybe that's how it looks. And, and, you know, if it, if it is tacked on to the beginning, it could be a situation where that first week of camp is, uh, you know, starts right through the holidays, goes through the new year. So I don't know how many teams. Yeah, I don't think that they're going to sign off on giving up their holiday to have an extra week of camp. Right. At this point, yeah, it just doesn't make a lot of sense, you know. No, what uh, I'm saying is, like, you would give those teams that week of January 4th through the 8th, and then you give everybody else the next week, and then you start. Somewhere around there. Yeah. We're so, not, I don't think we're going to see preseason hockey, by the way. Uh, maybe a game or two. 
but I think we're tracking for at this point a mid to late January start, which is again what we've said kind of all along, mid to late January, maybe early February if you know if the league and PA have to hammer some extra things out if COVID rates in certain areas are a concern, or if COVID hits a team. Right there, there are a bunch of uh, bunch of factors at play that aren't usually at play in a typical season. Uh, a lot to be figured out. Um, we might learn a lot from the NBA starting back up right before Christmas. You know, they've, they've kind of put, uh, the, they've pedaled to the floor basically to get their season going. So the league might have a week or two to sort of analyze what's happening there. Um, but a lot of stuff to consider, uh, before dropping the puck. But I think, you know, the ultimate sentiment is the puck is going to drop. I don't think there's ever been a point where we've been like, Ooh, you know, maybe there's not going to be a season. There's, it, the feeling has always been there's going to be a season. It's just a matter of what it looks like, how many games there are, where these games are played. All those things have to be figured yep. out, and then that takes some time. I will admit, last week after we recorded Kane's cast, I think around Wednesday, a lot of stories were coming out about how the Players Association and the, the front office of the league were really having a tough time getting together on compensation yeah and that was the first time where i'm like okay maybe this could be a big problem because now we're not just battling an outside force they can't control they're arguing over and when money really gets involved that's when things can get real murky especially after a cba had just gotten hammered out and i can understand the player's point of view we just did this you knew this was a possibility so why didn't we have these precautions we would have been open to building these precautions into for an upcoming season. Yeah. So, but I think we're at a point now where, you know, it's both sides want there to be hockey. The players want to play, oh, yeah. obviously. Uh, the owners, even though, you know, without fans, I would have to think every team is, is going to lose money. There's too much in the future at stake. You know, when you look to the future for TV deals and, you know, renegotiating that with NBC or maybe bringing in an additional partner in ESPN or Fox or, you know, someone like that. Um, There's too much money down the road, too much at stake down the road to just completely write this season off. You you cannot cut off your nose to spite your face for both sides in this situation. And, you know, from a league standpoint with Seattle coming in in 2021-22 season, you want to establish some forward momentum. And, if you don't have a season, there's no kind of forward momentum heading into welcoming the 32nd franchise into the league. So there's going to be a season. Uh, again, you know, I, I I don't think there's ever been a point where, at least I, I, I've always thought there's going to be some sort of season, but there is a lot still to be hammered out. And the good news is the league and the PA I think both collectively realize that and they've been working on hammering those details out. Um, And one person involved with that on the Carolina hurricane side is Jordan Martinook. He's been kind of knee deep in everything with the PA, with the league, with all these negotiations. And he's back in Raleigh. Now he'll be back on the ice soon with the hurricanes, with the, the guys that are in town. 
and we welcomed him back to Kane's Cast. Well, joining us, he is the man of the Martinook Minute, or a minute with Martinook, or whatever anybody decided to call it. And we're uh, very happy to have him back right now. Jordan Martinook joining us right now. And Jordan, uh, first things first, one, happy holidays, and two, great to have you back here. I know that we're all waiting for hockey to start, but uh, how have you been? Because you're in that boat of waiting for hockey to start. So how have you been dealing with all of this? Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely an ideal, not an ideal situation. And, uh, I think, uh, every, if you talk to any hockey player, we're creatures of habit and this is definitely throwing a loop into, um, our normal, normal, we're usually a month or two, a month into the season, a month and a half into the season right now. So, um, it's definitely, definitely different. And, um, you just got to, try and prepare the same way and um I, I feel like um if we could start if they pushed it back to january 15th potentially so i usually come down a month a month before or, so that's kind of why i'm here and hopefully we can figure it out and get things going have you because like you've said you've been so regimented and a creature of habit have you woke up in october or november like i'm late for a game or there should be a game today have you had like that dream like you've missed a game uh, no i i haven't had that but uh i'm sure people have it's uh i feel like when i'm back home i'm i'm more mellow and then as soon as i get to here or wherever i'm playing i get i'm just wound up and um, the sweat glands open up a little bit and the, the nerves get a little, I just feel like I'm always late for something when, uh, when I'm here, which is a terrible thing to have, but that's, that's the way I, I stick when the season's going. It was, uh, it is obviously a bit different, you know, not having hockey right now around Thanksgiving, around Christmas, but how nice was it to spend some time at home time that you, that you usually don't get to spend, uh, back home? Yeah, no, I, it was uh, especially the the age of my son right now. He's turning like changing every day, and being able to to see that and um, yeah, I'm I'm very very lucky that I got to have all those all those moments with him and um, being at home with family too. Obviously, it's in Canada the the regulations are very strict, so they're they try and they're limiting interaction with family. So, um, they had just, uh, right before we came down, they had put in, um, like, uh, you couldn't go to your family's house. Um, so you were stuck to your own, your own house, which was, which was pretty tough. So it, it made this, made this almost like a little easier coming down here because we couldn't really see our family at home anyway. So, uh, might as well get, get down here and get back to the hockey family. How much contact was there with the hockey family? Were there a lot of Zoom calls? Were guys organizing that, or just a lot of texts going back and forth? Uh, just just texts. I think in in any kind of off season, guys just kind of go do their own thing. We're we're with each other nonstop all year, so it's it's kind of nice to go out and do your own thing. Obviously, everybody checks in with each other, but um, yeah, during during the off season, guys kind of just do their own thing and um then when we reconvene it's uh all systems go how did you spend uh the time back in canada since the bubble because i know um it had to be kind of different because you're kind of training for a moving target you don't really know when you're going to be back but you know it's gonna uh, hockey will be back at some point so how did you spend your time uh yeah i 
I obviously spent time with my my wife, my son, and as much family as we could. But um, training wise, it was yeah, it was definitely definitely weird. But uh, I felt like I just kind of kept it steady throughout throughout the whole time, and um, I skated two to three times a week. And some I was coaching a coaching a mid triple A team back home, so. I was on the ice three to four times a week with those guys, so I was uh, I was definitely on the ice enough. But uh, yeah, it, it it was definitely you don't want to burn yourself out in the gym, and you don't want to I guess peak too early because you want to be peaking training camp and then kind of keep it going. So it's still it's still kind of this is going to be a weird year because guys are it's you're taught how to prepare for your whole life, and then this is kind of it's so different. So it's, it's definitely been, been harder for sure. Yeah. I wanted to ask about that, uh, the opportunity to coach that, uh, that midget triple A team, you played for that team, right? Yeah. Yeah, I did. And what was it? Was was it a lot of fun coaching and can you see yourself coaching in the future? Yeah, I, I had a blast. It was, it was, it was fun to watch the kids kind of the, the initially they were very hesitant around me. They wouldn't really say much and, um, and I was try I was trying everything I could to try and get them to get them to like interact and joke around with me and and then you could just see like after probably three or four practices uh, kind of it just turned and the light bulb clicked off like well he's just kind of like one of us and we can we can have some have some locker room banter and we'd, we'd be going at it on the ice and stuff so it was it was a lot of fun and um our season kind of got delayed a few times because of COVID. So we ended up only playing one game. So I was on the bench for one game and it was a zero, zero tie. So my coaching <laughs> career wasn't, uh, wasn't exactly how I drew it up, but it was, it was awesome. We had a ton of practice, a lot of practice. So that was being able to kind of share some of my stuff to them was, was a lot of fun. You've never lost a game behind the bench. Do you yeah. know how many guys would well, want yeah. that record? <laughs> And in train and for like the training camp part, I coached against a kid. I a kid I played with growing up uh, was another assistant coach. Um, so me and him would have some little friendly wagers, and I went four and zero against him in training camp. So he was not too happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good time to to move on from your coaching career. Go out on top, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe that's maybe that's a sign for me. <laughs> I, I said that to the head coach. I said, maybe this is a sign I'm not cut out to be a coach when the hockey gods are telling me we're not even going to play a game. Well, I, I think I think you'd uh, I think you'd succeed in a, a position like that. Yep. Any any tips that you can bring back to Rod? Uh, <laughs> I wasn't. I don't know. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to go the other route. That, I feel like that set me up for failure right there. <laughs> well, do you have a whole new appreciation for the guys behind the bench now during the course of a game? I do. I do. It definitely happens fast. And, um, yeah, there was about – in our the game we tied, they iced it, and we had six seconds left. Um, and we could have drew up a face-off play. And I'm thinking in my head, I was like, we should be calling a timeout. But I'm, just, <laughs> I'm the assistant coach, so I'm kind of looking at the head coach and He's not saying anything, so then I started screaming at the ref to call a timeout, and uh, the ref looks right at me, puts his whistle up to his lips, and then the linesman was dropping the puck, and he just let it go, so then I had a couple choice words for the guy, because we made eye contact, and 
but that's here nor there. Uh, well, it's good to know that officiating is consistent at every level in hockey right now. <laughs> that will get you. That will get you in trouble. Do not yeah, we'll, answer that yeah, we'll comment that at all. Leave that one right there. But uh, when when you talk when you you talk about the regimen that you get into and you don't want to burn yourself out. Uh, is there, is there that danger though of, have I stayed too far away? You know, like, am I, am I doing enough? Did that, you think that that thought is going to be in, in some of the guys' heads, not just here, but league wide, like that, you know, have I done enough to be ready for the start of the season? Yeah, I, I, I'm sure it will be, but I think a lot of guys are going to be in the same position. So, um, it, it, it'll, it, the first little bit of the season is definitely going to be, um, a feeling kind of a feeling out thing, but I guess we went through this in the bubble a little bit where you were kind of waiting, waiting. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, we're going. And, um, our training camp here was awesome for before the bubble. And obviously we started off really good there. So, um, I'm sure Rod will have, have a plan for training camp. And I, we have enough guys here now that the state will be getting, getting ramped up and we'll be ready to go. How much of an advantage will it be for this team that you didn't make a lot of changes, that this is the, the same core you add Jesper Foss. That's really the, the biggest change and, and losing Justin Williams we know is, is a big change, but it wasn't wholesale changes or not three or four guys coming in the room. Do you think because of how unique this season's going to be, that's an advantage for this team because everybody knows their role? Yeah, I, I, I would hope so. Um, obviously we'll see, but um, yeah, I think, you look at the guys that we have here it's it's definitely we've kind of been growing this for a couple years now the the core group has kind of stayed the same and I think that's definitely a a a benefit to have going into a season so um yeah it's and then adding uh, losing Willie is obviously huge but we kind of didn't have him we didn't have him to start last season so it's uh it's something we're just gonna have to deal with and then Yes, we're coming in. He's a he's a hell of a player, and we're I'm excited to see him on our side. That's for sure. So now that you're back in Raleigh, have you had a chance to to check out the new practice facility yet, or uh, is that something that's coming up in the next uh, couple of weeks? That's coming up in the next 15 minutes. Oh, oh. <laughs> all right. Well, we we're not going to keep you from that if you have to. But uh, no, that's that's okay. That's okay. I gotta I gotta get a COVID test, and then uh, we we've been I guess the group that. I uh, can't skate with the team. We're calling ourselves the Leper Group. So uh, the, the Leopards, the Leopards are skating at noon. Uh, so yeah. How uh, how much of a of a nice change of pace is this going to be to have a new practice facility? Nothing against the old one, but you know, to have something new and shiny to go to. What does that do for the guys? What does that do for you? Uh excitement that's for sure and from what i've heard from everybody that's been here it's pretty pretty good and um pretty pretty big upgrade from what we had so that's that's obviously nice and um it's about six minutes from my house so i can't you can't beat that and, uh yeah it's, i'm i'm really excited to see it now can you find the places to get away from bill Berniston though is that going to be the tough part like you got to scout that out before strength and conditioning coach bill Berniston comes in and starts telling you guys what to do you you just go at bull you go at bill like a rhino you hit him, hit him head on and then you back him down that's, that's my approach to bill that's great advice <laughs> yeah i'm gonna i, I want to he, he 
He leads a tough exterior, but you can beat him down pretty easily. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. I just I wanted to know if there was anything more to that, like if there's actual, you know, you have to charge at Bill Berniston, and then we see what happens. So. <laughs> and in, in today's in today's uh, viral video world, I I mean I know some people would like to see what happens. Mike Smith and myself being two guys who you don't do this for real, but we'd put money on the board for that to happen. Just saying, Jordan. <laughs> Well, we'll see what kind of shape Billy's in. <laughs> he's actually he's really trim. He like he dropped oh, some no. lbs over the summer. <laughs> he's strengthened up. Uh, looking forward to the season uh, here. Hopefully, in the next month. How unique of an experience is it going to be? Because um, you know we're likely looking at fifty to sixty games. There might be baseball style homestands. How is that really going to change uh, the game to game experience? Um, I don't know. I, I, I guess I think every, everybody's kind of going through this for the first time. I wasn't in the league during the, the kind of shortened season in 2012, but, um, I'm sure it'll be similar to that. So I guess we can ask, I'll ask guys like Jordo and, uh, Dougie who was, who were in the league then. And yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be different and, um, I'm sure there'll be, it's going to be a lot of games and not that amount of, not that much time. So you'll be, uh, you're going to have to be ready every night. And I'm sure with obviously COVID's not going anywhere in, in the near future for a little bit until I guess the vaccine. So you're going to have to rely on a lot of guys. I'm, I'm thinking, and it's, it's definitely going to, it's going to be weird and unique. And um, yeah, so I, I don't know. Is that, is that good enough? Yeah, no, it's no, perfect. But Michael asked something, and I, I know that the Players Association has to, to sign off on things, but when I hear like a baseball-style series during the course of a week, like you'll play the same team three times in a week to, to get through this, I'm thinking that's like a mini playoff series. Are you up for that, that you know we're going to kind of get that playoff intensity every week, or do you get burnt out playing the same team like three times in a row? I don't know. I feel like I kind of thrive in the playoff atmosphere. So if that's how it's going to be, then I think I'm I'm in for a good year. Well, I know that I, I personally love it because it builds up. As you know, you play the same team a whole bunch of times in a short amount of periods. Uh, you, you get you know a little bit of anger and a little bit, like you say, a little bit more juice that gets going with this. At the, at the same time, how much have you followed all of the, the noise of – this is how long the se- the season's going to be. This is how we're going to play. Do you follow that, or Jordan? Are you just tell me when to show up and and whatever we need to do to play? That's what I'm going to do. Or are you you need to know the details of how this is going to play out? I'm pretty involved in knowing knowing the details. I I like to. I'm a kind of a planner, and I like to know what's going on. And I feel like a lot. I feel like I like to be the guy that shares the information to to the other guys. So. Uh, yeah, no, I've been I've been pretty involved in it, but um, yeah, it's it's you can be as as much as you can be involved. That's kind of how much I've I've been there. All right, you can't say you and you can't say Rod Brindamore. Who comes into camp in the best shape? <laughs> uh, probably Fetch. <laughs> yeah, that's a good answer. I was gonna say if we, yeah. if we we look at the Vegas odds, and yeah, that's the odds-on favorite right now, Jordan. So, yeah. So we appreciate you taking the time for joining us. Uh, I know that this has been unique and weird for everybody, but uh, you're, you're giving us hope. You're back here. You're skating. So hopefully there's going to be a, a season right around the corner, and uh, we can't wait to 
reinstall the Marty Minute for the podcast. Uh, we we will be we will be more vigilant on getting this from you as the season moves along. Can I switch my Vegas Vegas pick? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I I gotta since I give him give him a little bit of a little bit of slack earlier on. I'll, I'll say Bill Berniston coming into the best shape. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I I honestly I walked well into done. the room and saw him, and half of them had disappeared. Right, veteran. I was okay, gonna... <laughs> well I'll go Bill Berniston, and then maybe I'll. See, veteran move right there yeah. from Jordan Martinuk. All of you kids, you learn something from listening to Jordan Martinuk, okay? Jordan, <laughs> thanks so much for the time. Enjoy uh, your first twirl around the new practice rink, and uh, we will catch up with you real soon. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right, thanks to Jordan Martinuk. For Always thanks to Jordan Martinuk. Taking time out of his Monday morning, a busy Monday morning, now that he's back in Raleigh and trying to get back on the ice. Yeah, he's heading to the practice rink. Heading to the practice rink. I had a feeling there was a few moments there where he was like putting the shoes on trying to get out the door while he was talking to us. Yeah, I, I half expected to hear a, a car starting up. Nothing wrong with that. But hey, he said he lives close to the rink, so that's a, that's a positive. Exactly. Six minutes. But you've got to go through all the protocols and everything else that you need to, again, make sure that... If you're going to start this up, don't do something that shuts it down immediately. That's one of my hesitations slash fears of when people are putting these dates out there. All right, we're going to get these camps together, but you have, Michael, you talked about this earlier, people coming from all over the world, and there's going to be different rates and different cases and different precautions and different everything, and people are freaking out that you know there might be a two-week lockdown here and you can't go there. Folks... If for two weeks you have to sit in your house and wear a mask, but at the end of those two weeks there's a chance, a much better chance of things getting back to normal, getting hockey, going to work, all of those things that people want to do again. Why don't you just do it for two weeks? And I'm not, this isn't a political thing. This is, I'm trying to be pragmatic here because let's, let's do what's right for our neighbor. Let's, Let's try and get everything back on track. I'm not trying to make some impassioned plea here about what we need to to do as responsible adults. I'm just thinking if for my situation, if me sitting at home for two weeks and, you know, having DoorDash bring me food or whatever it is, I'll call Trip and we can get the Taco Bell order, just his, because that should sustain me for two weeks, one of his orders. Yeah, just a single order. Thank you, Trip Tracy, wherever you are. Thank you. I just want to go to this point of, if that gets us to a season, then I'm willing to do it. Yeah. that That's kind of all. And I didn't mean to go off on a rant there, but I'm going off on a rant there. Well, I think, uh, yeah. I mean, we all need to be safe. I don't think what the general public does could impact the league one way or the other. Though it could. No, it, it on could location. because if these, again, if these rates don't go down, Michael, then what do we do? You, you can't travel to this area or they can't travel to that area or we have hubs or we have bubbles or we don't have anything. Or one area has such a high rate that somebody on the team, not by doing anything wrong, but by chance contracts it, then gives it around the team. And now... We either have a training camp shut down or, as we're talking about, these like baseball-type series. Well, that gets wiped out, and so what are we going to do? Some teams are going to play 56 games. Some teams are going to play 44. Like you can't, you can't have that. Yeah, there could be a situation again like last year where points percentage has to be used to determine playoff teams versus 
just straight points because, you know, if you do have a situation where games get canceled, which yeah, hopefully they don't, uh, the NFL has somehow been able to avoid that this oh. season. Well, Playing on Wednesday. Yeah. But, <laughs> Moving but the their NFL, schedule But around. the NFL has a little bit more wiggle room because they're only playing one game right. a week. Yeah. And that's what and that's what will be curious about the, the NHL schedule to see if there is some sort of gap built in at the end of the regular season, maybe one or two weeks mm-hmm. to fit in some extra games just in case they get canceled. If you need to fit in extra games, you know, you might have a couple of teams that, you know, the result of those games isn't going to matter. But, you know, just in case those games need to be played, uh, those teams can play those games. A lot still to be determined. I'm sure the schedule maker is having a hell of a time trying to fit everything uh, and I guess uh, making it easier is the fact that, again, if, if you're having divisional games, you're only playing, in the Hurricanes cases, you're only playing seven other teams, uh, and you don't have dates to work around in, in these arenas because mm-hmm. there are no other events happening except for NBA games. So yeah, maybe... College basketball, too. Yeah, so maybe in some cases it's a, a little simpler, but I'm sure there are a bunch of different models and, and options and... um you know, different scenarios of how this could all play out depending on when it starts up, yep. how many games there are, you know, different factors of COVID rates here and there. Because, yeah, I guess, uh, what is it, the, the 49ers are having to play in Arizona. In Arizona, now. yep. So. Again, that's why, like, you can't play in California <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah. So what if that keeps going on? That's why I'm, I'm saying there's so many factors here. Yeah, there's one thing. uh that everybody could do that, you know, even if one extra person downloads this app could make a difference. The slow COVID NC app, which was developed uh, code from Apple and Google, um, have shared it with different states uh, so that uh, it helps with contact tracing. Um, and basically uh, what happens is uh, when you leave Bluetooth on, if let's say two people have the app um and they come in contact with one another or are near one another. Uh, the phones share Bluetooth information, share anonymous tokens. These tokens are stored for, I think it's a week. Uh, and then if if uh, one of those people reports a positive test result, uh, then the other person is notified that they could have, uh, they could have been possibly exposed. They can go get tested. Um, and even if this prevents the spread of you know, if spread from one person, because this is such a highly communicable disease. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've kind of wondered about how effective the app is because I've had it for months and I've never gotten a notification, which is, is good. But also I wonder, okay, well, how many people have this app? How many people, you know, have their Bluetooth on? How many, how many people is my phone actually communicating with? But if it just stops one person from then spreading it, to other folks who could then potentially spread it to other folks. It, it, it helps a lot in that, in that downstream spread. Um, if you have the app involved, uh, installed. So works on all phones, iPhone, Android download slow COVID NC. They're not sponsoring the app, but it's a good app to have. It just, it's, it's been on my phone for months. I've kind of forgotten I've had it installed and that's kind of the whole point of it. Um, so Good work by Apple and Google. And good on you, Mike, to develop that. And uh, and again, hopefully it uh, it helps stop the spread. That's that's really the whole goal. And and we're entering a 
critical time of year because it's getting colder outside. And so a lot of folks are moving inside. And that's, of course, where virus is most dangerous. I guess you're you're more at risk of contracting it inside because the airflow isn't as great and all this. I'm a scientist. I'm a doctor. I'm neither of these things. Yeah, I, that's why I was remaining silent. But I do not want to be complicit to <laughs> the throne of lies you're sitting on over there. But it's, uh, you know, you're putting yourself more at risk if you're inside with a lot of people. So yeah. just stay smart, stay safe, keep wearing your masks. Download the Slow COVID NC app. If Social you, if distance, you live, wash your hands. If you live in North Carolina, I know our Finnish listeners cannot install the Slow COVID NC app. No, they cannot. We have a lot of listeners in Finland, so. Thank you. Kitos. Moi, moi to our, yeah, Kitos for listening. And, uh, oh, it'd be fun to take the podcast on the road to Finland. To Finland? Yeah. Yeah. Kane's cast on the road in Finland. From Helsinki. We'd do it from a sauna. Sure. There's a sauna bringing this back to Hurricane Taki at the Hurricane. Go to Ulu yeah. or Helsinki? Yeah, both. Okay. Yeah. One episode in Helsinki, one in Ulu. I'm in. We can have uh, Sebastian Ajo and Tevo Teravainen. We could have Tuomo Rutu. Yeah, all the former. All Kane. the former. All the Canes, Finnish greats. Yes, exactly. All the former Finns. You can squire us about that. You see Yes. I'm sure they know Yoni all the Pitkinen, spots. I mean, yeah. the possibilities are endless. So, yeah, Kane's cast on the road from Finland coming to you in 2022. Sure. <laughs> Maybe. Whatever. There is a, a sauna in the Kane's new practice facility. I know. It's, a, it's like an authentic Finnish one, too, because, of course, it is. It has to be. Well, why wouldn't you? Finlandia, I think, is the brand. Well, a free plug for them. I, I've I've sampled Finlandia and it is not a sauna, but that's another story for another day, and another Finlandia question, sauna, and another question to be answered. There's also if you go Finlandia, something else will come up. Oh, it's a beverage. Is it delicious? Sure. Not more delicious than Stormbrew. Well, yeah. So I was minding my p's and q's here, Buster. So yeah, that's uh that's where we are. <laughs> I always like that the non sequiturs of the webs, Michael Smith. So yeah, so yeah, here we are. You know, wear a mask. You know what we can do right now, though. If you like it, you can take it. If you don't, send it right back. We asked, people answered. You ready? I'm ready. Because I know you don't have one of your own. No. That's because I knew I could count on our loyal listeners. Speaking of. Uh, you're going to want to listen. If you're listening to this this week, there's a good chance you'll listen next week, but next week's going to be a good one. It's, uh, we're having Fan Appreciation Week, and we're going to be doing a lot on social to show our appreciation to you, the let fans. Me, let me sum it up. Free stuff for you. Free stuff for you. Cool free stuff for you. Just by appreciating Canes Gast and the Canes. Yeah, there might be... And uh, us. There might be some... Uh, Autographed items. There might be some beer. Nice. Specifically, I'm sure you can guess which kind. Would that be Stormbrew? Thank you. Thank it, you. It would be Stormbrew. Double thank you on that. And hey, here's a new thing too. Next week, we're going to do your questions as we do uh, a lot of weeks. But we're going to take, we're going to bring your voice into the show. We're incorporating more voices into the program? 
more voices into the program, specifically listener voices into the program. This is all you have to do. You just call us and leave us a voicemail. Mm -hmm. There's a simple number, 919-500-7819. That's 919-500-7819. Leave us a voicemail, whether it be a question, a comment, one of these. If you like it, you can take it. If you don't, send it right back. And you might hear it on the show next week or any future week. A future episode. The, the number's going to be around. Yeah, it'll be. From now until somebody turns it off. Operating 24-7. And as someone with a radio background where some of the stations I used to work for would have the whiner line or the complainer line, trust me. We'll be able to use at least 9%. of the calls that come through. Yeah. 919-500-7819. Call it. Slow it down. 919-500-7819. There you go. Call us and leave us a voicemail, and uh, maybe you'll hear it next week. All right. But before that. Oh, yeah. I have one of these for you. Perfect. If you are ready. We will make it through. And I'll just say 56-game schedule for the sake of it. We will make it through without any games being missed due to COVID. Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, Remember, if you like it, you can keep it. For the sake of uh, hopeful optimism, I'm going to keep it. All right, my friend. Because I'm I'm hopeful that, um, you know, obviously it's going to be a very different situation. The bubble is the proven effective method to safely pull off sports without the virus. But you just can't do it for a regular season. It's just logistically, financially, practically not feasible. So I do think there are going, there are obviously going to be cases. That's inevitable. But hopefully, hopefully with contact tracing, with constant testing they'll be able to isolate those cases maybe rosters expand so you can fill those in maybe games have to get moved i'm saying we won't see any games canceled all right good i hope you're right i know you don't have one your of your own but you have plenty to get into in howie handorf has a question and as he's called it a take it or leave it which I, I, again, it's... If you like it, you can take it. If you don't, send it right back. But I truly love how the people who appreciate this program, this fine podcast, just have no regard for the segment for what it's called. <laughs> Much like you, Much, you've yeah. led the example. You wanted to do this every week. And much like what calls to a whiner line we can use, 9 10% of the time you have one of your own. That's fair. He says take it or leave it. Cookout eggnog milkshake. Well, first off, let's thank Bill Berniston. This is Bill Berniston coming to you live from the Canes locker room. Bill, that's from the people, not from us. So we have to answer it. Yeah. I have not had one, but yeah, I'll take it. I've not had one either. Um, Not a huge eggnog guy. Me neither. But uh, cue up our good friend Phil. Um, She likes eggnog. And there's always, she'll buy like, not not a gallon, she'll buy a pint of it, and or a quart, and she'll drink like two glasses of it, and I might have one, and then it just stays there until like January. Yeah. I'm like, this needs to go. 
Yeah, I with I all, have one around Christmas time. With all the different uh, milkshake options at Cookout, eggnog would be very near the bottom of my list. But it's it's one that you I think would try just the season. Like, were you tis a Shamrock the, Shake guy? Tis the season. No. Yeah, neither was I. No. But again, we can um, like the Shamrock Shake, so yeah. it makes sense that she likes eggnog too. I guess. This one from Shlomo, Shlomes. He has one. Go they should Shlo. take it. Rod Brindamore belongs in the Hockey Hall of Fame. That's, I think we've been over this one. That's not even a like it, take it. That's a why the hell hasn't this happened. Right, that's an obvious one. Seriously. Why hasn't this happened? I'm asking you right now. Why hasn't this happened? Do you Can you ferret any guess as to why number 17 and now head coach of the Carolina Hurricanes does not have a plaque in Toronto in the Hockey Hall of Fame? Because I, I don't have a legitimate reason why he's not in there. I mean, I don't. does this count as a legitimate reason that he played on a quote-unquote small market team? No, because he played success? in Philly and he played in St. Louis. Right, but he had his biggest career success, I would say, here with the Hurricanes. Yeah, individually, but he was a great player in Philadelphia on Philadelphia teams that went to the, the Stanley Cup final. Eric Lindros is in. He didn't win. He didn't win and Eric Lindros was a hell of a player, but I'm just saying, he didn't win a Stanley Cup. Yeah. Rod Brindamore, I don't care if you won a Stanley Cup for a team that played in, in Alaska and folded after one year. You win a Stanley Cup and you're a captain of that team, and you were one of the best players in the postseason that year. And, oh, by the way, his postseason numbers are off the charts great. Not good, but great. And some people can say, oh, well, regular season numbers and – Defensively, he was as good as anybody in his era, if not better. He might be the greatest face-off man of all time. That's subject to debate because I think it's hard to quantify, yes, there's face-off wins and losses, but I don't think that he, they've tracked that through the history of the NHL. But if there was a big draw between the years 1993 and 2010, who would you want other than Rod Brindamore taking the draw? Manny Malhotra, maybe. No, I'm still taking Rod Brindamore. Well, yeah, uh, if you said other than Rod Brindamore. But no, that's a good, good point. <laughs> um, You're a good foil on this show. Yeah, no, uh, yes, retweet. So I, I just... Well, you asked for uh, an explanation, and that, that was my best I attempt know, at an explanation. But I had, to, I had to shoot it right back down. Yeah, no, I, I don't think there is one. That's Ron, that's the Ron thing. Francis is in the Hall of Fame, and Ron played in Hartford and Carolina. And yeah, he had a... A stint with Toronto, but it's not like he played for the the Leafs for five years. If you are a Hall of Famer, and by the way, Ron was getting in because his numbers were ridiculous when he retired. Yeah, and he is a Hall of Famer. Did have but a good stint in Pittsburgh too. Yes, he did have a great stint in Pittsburgh with Mario Lemieux. But again, Pittsburgh, you look at the and the Pens will tell you they don't win a cup unless Ron Francis comes there. They tell you that the guys who were on that team. Yeah, the just, Canes don't win in two thousand six without Rod Brindamore. Yeah. No, I I don't disagree with any of this. That's right. that's the only thing I can see. But I I I know you bring that up and I get bothered by that because one of my least favorite comments that people make about leagues and in particular the NHL is oh they don't care about this city. Right. Then why do they have the team here? Yeah, it's I don't think it's I don't think it's an accurate reason. It's just the only thing I can think that is in these the minds of the uh, 
the voters. The old guys that vote for. But I, again, I'm a big believer of, you know, there's a, a great line of, I can't tell you what it is, but I know it when I see it. Rod Brandon Moore is a Hall of Famer. Yeah, 100%. So, it, uh, I, I still think I still think he gets in one day. Oh, yeah. It's just the fact that he's not in. Baffling is, that he hasn't gotten in yet. And I guess maybe their thought is that there, there were players of his ilk before him who should get in or they want to do it chronologically. I don't know, but he should be in the Hall of Fame. And yeah. I think it's I think that it is honestly ridiculous that he's not. We've got a few more of these before we get into just some questions. Sure. This from Corndog. Ooh. Uh, if, you, uh, if you like it, keep it question. I don't expect a full fan experience for at least another year. Full fan experience. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. I'd, I'd take that. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep that. When you say full fan, I think we're going sold out building. Whole hog. Full capacity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with that. I mean, I think the hope, no I, masks, no social distancing. Yeah, I I think we're gonna, I think that that's right. I think it's it's incredibly likely that the season starts with no fans in every building around the league. Maybe by April, May, you know, playoff time. Maybe the hope is that you can have at least some percentage of capacity around the league. Yeah, well, that's. Again, that's a sticking point for a lot of people right now and for owners, and I don't blame them. Yeah, but for, full fan experience, I think, yeah, UI 21-22. Travis Barkley has one. In regards to last week's discussion about special uniforms each season, if you like it, you can take it. If not, send it right back. Bam, he nailed it. If you like it, you can take it. If you don't, send it right back. Nailed Thank it. You, Travis Barkley. Green and blue hurricane jerseys or black and red whaler jerseys? I like the idea, but I'm sending it back. Yeah, I'm sending it back, too. The Whalers should be the the green and blue, and the Hurricanes should be the red and black. Yep, agreed. I, I mean, it's not an idea. If it if it happens, I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, this is offensive. But I, I just think that the whale color should stay the whale, and the Canes color should stay the Canes. There's enough separation of the two. Yep. Here's one from Chip, at that Chip guy. Hashtag Lake of Take It. Ted Lasso. That's it. That's the tweet. Haven't watched it. Heard a lot of great things, so I'll take it because that is on my list of things to watch. I'm in the same boat. Uh, I think it's Apple TV. I don't have Apple TV. It's Jason Sudeikis, so it's going to be funny. Yeah. Yeah, there's not much that he's in that I wouldn't watch or recommend. Yeah, we're the Millers. Sneaky good comedy that doesn't get enough run. Yeah, that's that's one of those that shows up on TV. And then I end up watching it, you know, through the commercials and everything, even though, you know, I'm sure it's better uncensored it and is. all that. But uh, oh, it is. Yeah, that, that's a good, uh, good movie. All right, shall we get into some, uh, just some fan questions? I believe we should. Okay, let's do that. I'll all just right, play this out. It's fine. An homage, again, an homage to the past, if you will. An homage to our good friend and yours, Charles Keaton. Exactly. All right, Mr. Smith. Let's start with Lee Taft on the question segment here. Oh, Lee, President Taft. Our good friend. 
Assuming a 56-game season as the rumblings go, what are your predicted point totals for each member of the SAT line? That would be Andrei Svechnikov, Sebastian Ajo, and Tevo Teravainen. All right, I'm gonna shoot for the I'm gonna shoot for the moon on this one. Okay, Sebastian Ajo is a point per game player. Yeah, so I will actually put him slightly above that pace, and I'll put him at sixty points. Yeah, sixty is a good number. I like that. Tavo Teravine and I will put it fifty between fifty and fifty-five. I was gonna say right at fifty, maybe, but I'll put I, I aim more for fifty. Forty-five assists. Five goals. <laughs> five goals. Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna change that more like fifteen goals and thirty-five assists. Yeah, I'm, um, that's more likely. And for Andrei Svechnikov, I'll make him. Uh, I'll put him at forty-five. Okay. I'll put him at twenty-five to thirty goals, and then fill in the rest for assists because he'll be the finisher on that line. Yeah. No, thirty goals in a fifty-game. 56-game season. I'm, he's he is capable of scoring a goal every other game. Yeah, he is. So that's why I was trying to do what would be a logical thought of goal every other game for him. Yeah. So if you do that, you know, that would be 28 in a 56-game season. So yeah. I'll just bump it up to 30. I'll give him 30 goals, and I'll take, uh, I'll take a couple assists away from what I would have given him. Sure. Yeah. I was going to go like 25, 15, 25 goals, 15 assists, something like that, like between 45 and 50 points for Andrei Svechnikov, but he'll be the goal scorer. Yeah. I think those are all reasonable numbers. Oh, thank you. And uh, and that's, that's good. That's what the Hurricanes need mm-hmm. from that top line. Again, the big question is, what do the lines beneath them yes. do? Because uh, that's going to be of high importance. So if you want the full numbers, Lee Taft, I'm going to go 20 goals and 40 assists, and of course, we're ballparking it, but 20 and 40 for Ajo, uh, 15 and 35 for Teravainen, and 30 and 15 for Svechnikov. But it could easily be 30 and 20 for Svechnikov, too. I look forward to all of these numbers if they do being that. <laughs> exactly correct. Yeah, if they do that, this team might win whatever division you put them in. But, Michael, you make a great point, too. You're going to need production from... Vincent Trocek, Martin Natchez, Jesper Foss, Nino Niederreiter, Ryan Dezinkel. You, you need goals from those guys. Jordan Martinuk. I love when he said, uh, it's, uh, I, I do my best work in the playoffs, so I'd be looking forward to that, and I'd be looking forward to see him turning into that. Yeah, we'll have to have... Uh, oh, wow. We'll have to have Kaniac Zach let us know how we did, because he, he went on an epic pod marathon... Oh, yes. He listened to 20 episodes in one day, which, again, I don't even know how you do that. That's impressive. You're driving somewhere. Yeah. And, and you know, he was he was listening to ones from the 2017-18 season, which is really just when we were getting going. Wow. And I'm sure all of our opinions and predictions were 100% correct. Have you seen how many five-star ratings we have? Clearly. We've got a lot. And we love the five-star ratings. That might be... You know, again, tune in next week. I'd have some. Oh, I'd have some things connected to some five star ratings. A little bribery. Well, I'm not. I'm not above just, that. I'm just saying. We're just greasing the wheels a bit. Just saying. This one from uh, Howie Handorf. Oh, we go back to Howie. We go back a, to Howie. He had a 
take it or leave it, which is, again... If you like it, you can take it. If you don't, send it right back. But now he has a straight question. As players return to North Carolina, have any shared their thoughts on the new practice facility? We're not really allowed near them. Not right now. But, or perhaps ever. <laughs> but a few of the comments from the players who have been there have it's just been all glowing and positive. Yeah, and, you know, we talked to Marty just a little bit ago, and he's he was actually headed there today to check it out for the first time, and he said everything he's heard from the guys who have already been there has been positive. Yep. Uh, I saw Jacob Slavin there at one point when I was visiting, and yeah, he, he loved it. Um, it. It's a great space for the players. Mm-hmm. It's... Uh, really the much-needed premier practice home for the Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a great tool, not only just for uh, the Hurricanes, but for the future of hockey in the Southeast. I had this all lined up and ready to go. This is Bill Bernstein coming to you live from the Canes locker room. And also a great space for him. Yeah, he's got a pretty big office in there. Mm-hmm. Blaine Stewart, which player do you think would build the best gingerbread house? another reason why i played the bill comment right there uh dougie hamilton i'm gonna go off the board okay i'm gonna go with someone who i think is meticulous and very focused on on what they do Dave teravinen that's who i was leaning yeah that's good that's a good my, one. my initial thought was jacob slavin oh yeah because he might he might have Built one recently Probably. with his daughter. So, all right, I'm going to go 1A Jacob Slave and 1B Tavo Terravine. Okay. Like, I'm my favorite and then my dark horse. Something tells me Dougie would just be good at that. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. I think so. I don't know. Maybe we'll have to ask around and see. I, I wonder if, I mean, surely at least one player has built a gingerbread house. Have you ever built a gingerbread house? I haven't. I mean, it's, yeah, uh, back in elementary school, so yeah, it's no. been quite a while. No, I know. That was like one of the... You know, holiday things, you build gingerbread house. No. I don't think you can do that in the area of COVID, though. No. This one from Kevin Crutchfield. Do you expect Svetch contract extension to be done before the season starts, whenever the season starts? Uh, No. No. There's no reason to. No. There really isn't. I mean, you could, you could get one done, but he's on his entry-level contract. He'll be a restricted free agent at the end of that. Now, I don't want the danger of him hitting the open market and then – somebody throwing an offer sheet at him. But I think that his deal, he won't hit the open market, but his deal doesn't need to get done before the season starts. No. Maybe something during the season, maybe. But I don't think that uh, there'll be anything between now and whenever the puck drops for real. This one from Martha May Huvier. Do you think this season will include the event parts of a game, even if there are no fans present, like the Storm Squad, Light Show, Bands, Storm Surge? All right. Yes, but not all of those things. I don't think that you'll have the Storm Squad in here. No. I I don't think any unnecessary, and I hate to say that because the Storm Squad is a necessary game experience for the Carolina Hurricanes now, but it's for the fans. I think if there are fans in the stands, then yes, the Storm Squad will be there. But when we say unnecessary, I I don't even know if the broadcast teams are going to be allowed to travel when teams go on the road. So they'll try to keep as few people you know, in the building where it's only as few people you can have in the building and operate it smoothly uh, for that. But I do think that there'll be a light show. I think that the storm surge is up to the players, but that that's really more between the players and the fans. So I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if it doesn't happen. Uh, but the, 
taking a step back, I think that you'll see the scoreboard, the light show, the music. You'll see all of those things. You won't see bands, yeah. but you'll see all of those things because we saw it in the bubbles in Toronto and Edmonton. Right. You still need to have a game atmosphere for the players because that's how game atm- a game atmosphere is now. Right. So you'll have all of all of that extra. I just don't think you'll have you know the the folks there who yeah put it on yeah in that, that way. It'll it'll feel and look and sound hopefully like a home game on television. But that's about it. You know, all that you need to to be to be able to pull that off. So the music, the video board, the lights, the horn, the goal song, you know, everything like that. But all the ancillary stuff, band, storm squad, um, is is probably not gonna take yeah. place this year. And and the storm surge I don't think would either because yeah, again, as you mentioned, that's yeah, that's a celebration between the Hurricanes players and the fans, and when you don't have the fans that kind of defeats the purpose of that so but to answer your question martha martha may yeah they'll they'll be accoutrement accoutrement this uh from corndog going back to corndog all right good i got a bunch today he says or she we're not sure what the what corndog prefers his gender pronouns whatever whatever corndog wants to be can you get fast yes per fast that is to do a cooking how-to video for swedish pizza uh, we can ask. And we can ask. But I, again, I imagine Swedish pizza, as we have done a deep dive on this, is just a pizza with whatever you want to put on it. Yeah, take uh, take some dough and, you know, knead it out, lay it out on uh, a pizza stone or whatever, and then take random things from your fridge and then just throw them on the pizza. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's I think you nailed it. Um. Also, do players only get paid during the season and are not getting a check to, a check right now? Do so you contract values decrease due to lack or revenue? I think it's so do contract values decrease due to lack of revenue. That would make sense. Uh, yes, players only get paid during the season. During the season. And you get game checks, and it's only for the regular season. That's correct. So do contract values decrease due to lack of revenue? No, they don't. No. If you sign a contract for... $8 million, it is an $8 million contract. However, however, there is escrow, and when you say do values decrease, you get paid per game. So your $8 million is based on an 82-game schedule. So you can then say, yes, the contracts decrease in value by the amount of games that are played or lack of games that are played. Yeah. Yeah, it's an escrow. That's a complicated escrow means the players give back some of the money that they're paid and they so, get they get part of it back. I don't really understand it. It's uh it's above our pay grade. It is above our pay grade. But, much much above our pay but grade. But that's one of the fights right now. Correct. Between the players association and the owners, the owners need the players to give back more money in escrow and the players are like we've agreed on this. And that is hence one of the issues that everybody was reading this past week up until now. And this back to chip at that chip guy, how full is full enough for PNC arena to operate? I can imagine games with only 5% capacity. It is a pandemic after all, but there, how would it look and sound in the arena and on TV and recouping costs? I'll take hockey this year. Anyway, it can be done safely. Oh, I think we've already seen what it looks like on TV. Yeah. It's I I would it's imagine the bubble. it's going to look and sound very similar 
you're going to see teams with, um, I would I would guess advertisements on sure. the seats, you know, similar to how the NHL had the, you know, the logo um, sheet design over the seats, um, it, because it, well, look at the NFL when they right. hand to the NFL for the places that don't have fans in there, they do they have banners that are stretching across the, the you're going to see that banners are going to stretch across uh, the seating where people aren't allowed to be. Uh, I don't you know when you say how full is full enough for PNC Arena to operate well. I mean, it can operate with zero people in here, and it can operate at full capacity. So yeah, I mean, ide- to- ideally, you have I don't know, fifty percent. That's ideal. That's, that's but, nine thousand. So, but we're not going to be there. I think it'll be far less than that. Oh yeah, if fans are allowed in the building before June. Yeah, I th- I think a vaccine and its widespread. Um, you have to see a decrease in the cases of COVID. Yeah, and the widespread adaptation of the vaccine. And I don't know, you know, I don't know when we'll get there. I think we're still, you know, obviously the vulnerable populations are going to get it first. Maybe they get it before the end of the year. Maybe not. Maybe not. And then so it kind of all depends on that that vaccine timeline. That's about it for questions, though, right? Uh, other than uh, Kusawachi, okay. Aloha, Mike Maniscalco, Toboggan is a hat. Have a great weekend. I did reply to this on Twitter. Toboggan is not a hat. It is a sled. But I told him, if that's the case, then have a great barbecue in your backyard with burgers and such. He didn't respond back to that, but he did like it. And I did like his comment back at me because he said, Aloha. I ended my tweet with Aloha. Because remember, Aloha means hello and goodbye. Good knowledge. Thank you. It's like moi means hi and moi moi means goodbye. Keep it very simple. And ahoy matey. Means hello, friends. <laughs> Keep that one alive. From an older episode from our good friend who listened to 20 of them in a row. Kaniac Zach. Thank you, Zach. Bang. That's a lot of episodes. That's a listened, lot of us talking. I've gone back and listened to every episode, but like not in a row. 20 episodes in a day is hopefully he at least had it on like one and a half speed. You know. Make the episodes go by a little quicker. Uh, also, one of the things we're going to start to see when people are talking about you know, how much is going to be played, what's capacity, what's this, what's that, uh, even though it's the ECHL, we're already seeing teams say, we're not playing this year. Yeah. So that's yeah. going to be, again, that's going to be a question mark for what will NHL rosters look like? Will yeah. they be expanded like the NFL expanded their practice squad this year? The AHL is aiming for February 1, but how many of those teams don't end up playing? Does the league end up playing? That's that's a huge question mark as well. Um, again, all of that goes into questions that will need to be answered for the NHL to properly begin their season because uh, I do think they're going to have to expand rosters beyond the typical 23 just in the case of that you, know, you have uh, a small outbreak of, of COVID in the locker room. In fact, Cincinnati, Idaho, and Kalamazoo have elected a voluntary suspension for the upcoming ECHL season. Breaking news here on Kane's cast if this was live, but it's not, so it's going to be old news when you hear it. Oh, well, it's the thought that counts. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I think that about does it. I 
I believe that that covers everything we wanted to cover today. Before we get out of here, we'll thank Storm Brew one more time oh, for as well we should. sponsoring Kane's Cast and brewing a delicious beer. Well, I guess R&D Brewing brewed the beer. The beer being Storm Brew. 97 calories, 2.4 carbs. Delicious. Crispy. Crushable. All of those things. Thank you. Find Thank it. them, yes. Find it at your local grocer or uh, bottle shop in and around the Raleigh area. Costco. Costco. Wegmans. Yep. Food be line, careful. Target. Be careful when you go out and get it. Yeah, wear, wear your mask, mask, please. Social distance. Get your storm brew. Go home. Take a week off. Tell them we told, uh, we told you it was okay. That, that will certainly make a week off much better. Yes. With a case of storm brew. I agree. And hey. Next week is going to be Fan Appreciation Week, like we teased. So give us a call. Yes, we want to hear you on Canescast. So by using this number, which I'm sure Michael and I will tweet out during the week as well, 919-500-7819. That's 919-500-7819. You can call us Hi. and leave the Canescast hotline. A comment, a question, or a... If you like it, you can take it. If you don't, send it right back. With your actual voice, and then, therefore, we will not butcher the words that you have sent to us via Twitter. But you can still reach us via Twitter as well. Yeah, you can still do that. But we'll uh, we'll start to incorporate some voicemails into the, into the program. Maybe the best voicemail gets a prize. Maybe. Because it is Fan Appreciation Week, right? We're, we're aiming to have next week be fan-driven. So give us a ring. Leave us a message, even if it's just a comment, even if you're just saying, hey, I think you have three minutes to record a message. Plenty of time to say whatever's on your mind. Five stars, best friends for life. We like hearing that a lot. And then we'll play those voicemails on the show. Again, keep it uh, family friendly. I know that a lot of podcasts like to throw out whatever they want to. We try to keep this for the whole family. So when you have 20 hours to kill and you want to listen to them all in a row, we want to make sure that, you know, you don't get out of here and think that the web's Michael Smith and and I are a bunch of longshoremen. No, we don't work blue. No. No. At least not here. Well, the ten o'clock show, but we won't <laughs> tell you where that is. And the video portion of the program. Kane's cast after dark. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, one day. Uh, again, that number nine one nine five hundred seven eight one nine. Michael Smith, that number? Nine one nine five hundred seven eight. One nine. You should get the last word. You set it up. You do all the technical stuff on this show. We look forward to hearing from you. We do. And and hey, hopefully it's uh you know, hopefully we get some good ones and we can uh regularly integrate those into our listener question segment here on the program. And if we don't get any good ones, we just keep all the prizes for ourselves. That's true. So, you know. It's it's, it's up, up to, to you. you. <laughs> exactly. All right. I think uh, that is the perfect uh, note for us to pull the shoot on Episode 152 of the Canes Cast. So, for the web's Michael Smith. And TV's Mike Maniscalco. We will talk to you next week. Moi moi. Thank you, Thank you all for listening to this <laughs> podcast.